Anati Erin Sakotikil, Sakini Korafati, Yena Ushla, Erin Gaitalchus, is Minla Mawika Sagol, Yeva Sakton Firkin Fulcha Darishiv, Rum Hin, Rebmavan Kela Savin, Isiat San, a toy tash, the lum. Is Kushahish them shasav and shall a grill camber is eats and a tall carrock the locked in a grill. Agasakoide is in quid shirt and then cheer than pre carrock na strolla camber. May I at the very beginning pay tribute to all of those who have who have come to this important reception here, the residents of the Ambassador of Ireland in this piece of territory that represents Ireland. Before I go any farther, can I say I want to acknowledge the original occupants of this land and to thank uh, very, very much uh, Warren for his welcome to country. Uh, to say, uh, for example, that uh, as I have been speaking in a language that is 5,000 years old, a language that would have been spoken by many of those who came here from Ireland uh, very early on. They spoke both languages, but many of them spoke were monolingual Irish speakers. But if our culture is 5,000 years old, the culture that Warren spoke about is 65,000 years old. It is a distinguished culture. It is a culture that gave an example to the world in its time uh, for a balance between in symmetry, between nature, between life, between ecology, between ethics. And it is a very important lesson for us as well uh, to hear him invoke uh, the names of the ancestors. I recognise them, pay tribute to them, and offer my respect to them and to their descendants, past and present. Maruk Trona here, as President of Ireland, it has been a great experience to be visiting a country that I've wanted to visit for a very long time. Uh, my grandfather's brother and sister came on the Montmorency on the 8th of July, 1862. And every generation of my family has been represented in Australia. My father's brother is buried in Toowoomba. My aunt is buried in Warwick. And my nephew has a business in Sydney at the present time. So in every generation we have been coming here. And also I wanted particularly, as an academic, who said the opportunity of looking at the migration of the Irish over a very long period to different parts of the world. To say this, those of you who represent families who came in their different way are very important. As President of Ireland, it's important for me to reaffirm again and again that I'm President of all the Irish, wherever they may be. The Irish who came to Australia, ours is a multi-stranded relationship. There were some people who came in the very early, first in the first European relationships with this wonderful, this great landmass as administrators. There were many who came uh, and to seek professional advancement because they were excluded from that at home in Ireland. Uh, for example, all those, I think, uh, of John Henry Plunkett, uh, and I think of Gavin Duffy, think as well of many, many others who made a contribution here. And in a way, that's one group of people. And then you have, I think, approximately 12%, maybe one in eight, of those who were transported to Australia were Irish. 
uh, many of them who were transported have been paying tribute to them in different ways. For example, uh, I think the, the, it's interesting that the, uh, they were, if you like, what we would say in the Irish language, Din Kosmwinter. They were from the people from below. But they also joined other people from below who had been crowded into the cities, who had been arrested under the vagrancy acts, and because the prisons were full, had made their way first to the hulks and then to transportation. Uh, there were others as well in the Great Famine of Ireland, which, which between 1845 and in five years, over a million people died of hunger or hunger-related diseases. Another million would flee. One gets an idea of it is that in nine days, the beginning of 1847, 147,000 people crowded into the port of Liverpool in a nine-day period. Uh, altogether, the people were fleeing hunger. And among the places they went to was again in Australia. Then too, they had different experiences. Uh, in 1847, uh, uh, some people were, came here from the Irish workhouses. 4,414 of them prepared to come here. Again, two hours, then in time, came with skills. My grandfather's brother was a ploughman. As he said, I was always a tiller of the soil. His wife, uh, his sister, Marianne, uh, was somebody who was described in the shipping list as uh, a domestic servant. I think as well their journeys, as the journeys of all of you who are Irish, who have ancestors, from that particular period was a long one. There were 77 people on the Montmorency, one person died during the, vo the voyage, and three babies were born. And from that, all of the things, in the case of my, my, grand, my granduncle, he had ten children. He married a widow after his wife died, and she had four, and then they had five more. So that's 19. So it has left me with a very large number of, uh, of relatives in Sandy Creek. And they have been reminding me that since I, I think that when I became president of Ireland, it was an encouragement to them to, uh, uh, to begin speaking to each other again. Uh, I, 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 I think uh, uh, all of this has been this. What's very important are uh, these lines of how our, pe our people are, are terribly important. Now, I'm not going to go through every decade up as far as the letter will be very glad to hear, and the ambassador will be very delighted to hear. But there are others as well, and difficult times in the 1980s, very particularly. The difference in the Irish who were leaving in the 1980s is that my, father, my grandfather's brother was a ploughman. Uh, uh, those who were living in the 1980s were some very highly skilled people, and they established themselves in, in, in Australia. And I've been meeting many of them, and they've been saying what a welcome they received in Australia, which allowed them to apply their talents in this new place of opportunity. I want to thank those who have been helpful to the Irish in every way uh, and enabling them to express their talents. And then after the recent economic contraction, more Irish left, after particularly something that affected 100,000 of our workers in the construction industry in what was a property bust, and I think that they came, particularly many of them, to West Perth. I want to thank the representatives of government, the representatives of parliament and senate, and the representatives of all of the different places who have, in fact, welcomed us here. I want to say, too, uh, how, uh, uh, the, how the different places we've been, 
We began in Perth, and we've been in Melbourne. Yesterday we were in we were in Hobart, where we were unveiling four statues by Rowan Gillespie to those women who waded ashore uh, from the ships after uh, transportation. I think as well I have been they had the opportunity of speaking at universities in Western Australia and also in the University of Melbourne, where I had an opportunity of paying tribute to William Hearn, who is the University of Melbourne's first four professors, where three of them were Irish. And William Hearn is maybe one of the most distinguished, referred to in the 1930s as the first economist in Australia. Of the four professors coming to establish the, the, the University of Melbourne, one of them died on the way. So uh, William Hearn had to teach mathematics as well, already teaching political economy, philosophy, law and mathematics. And he would have a great influence, including an influence on the 1862 Land Act, which is very important, and on the Torrance Decree. And then there was Charles Gavin Duffy, uh, who would go on to be Premier of, of, of Victoria. And there were so many more. But I wish I had time, and when I come again to Australia and moving more slowly, I'm sure that if I visited, if I visited the graveyards here, you will see on the headstones the names of families that are very, very, uh, the names of families that are very important. The Maloneys, the Murphys, the Cunninghams, the McMahons, and the Manns, and all of these who are here. I think as well that uh, I had had the opportunity of returning re a visit that the Governor-General Sir Peter Cosgrave and Lady Cosgrave made uh, to, uh, to Ireland. I was very pleased to do that. I also um, was very realised that in that magnificent, beautiful residence was that it was once the home of a County Limerick man, Terence Aubrey Murray. I think that it is very, very, very wonderful to be encountering all of, the, uh, of, of these textures. Of the many things that we've been discussing, sometimes the issue of distance is raised. I had the privilege today of meeting uh, Tom, Thomas Keneally, who work along with the work of Mr Hughes's work I drew on in, when I was preparing my notes about, about for Australia. I think, but they have written, if you like, the grand narrative. But the stories of all the families are important. And it's wonderful that you come together that, to celebrate that. And I'm delighted that members of the diplomatic community are here, because I think it is something that I said in the other days in my, when I was a member of parliament. Diplomacy is not only about interests. Diplomacy is about the way that people engage with each other and the respect they have for each other's cultures. And respecting one's own culture means that you've already taken a path, a valuable one, to respecting every culture. And I think that is so, so very important. And in those of you who have worked so as to keep these connections with Irish culture going, the people for the Irish club that makes it possible for, for rooms to be available to Irish art, music and arts and dancing, it's very, very important. But particularly to any of you who have been of assistance to the Irish in the contemporary period, I say a special thanks. Now, I am accompanied on this visit by the, represent the representative of the Irish government, uh, by Francis Fitzgerald Thornishta, uh, Deputy Prime Minister, Minister for Employment, Enterprise uh, and uh, Business. I think that uh, I want to say that when it, wherever we have sp uh, spoken, uh, we have, it's been about the opportunities that now exist between Ireland and Australia. 
uh, we in Ireland at the present time. We will. At our, it's hard to think about it at times in terms of 40% of our population are under the age of, of 29. It's a highly talented country, uh, which is then within the in the European Union, the largest number of people who finish of the cohort 18 to 25, who finish third level education, the largest number who go on to do postgraduate work, and many of them come to Australia, and they look forward to working with Australians. But I say too, in a way, we will be doing things together, facing challenges together, doing global things together. Our members of our forces served with Australian forces in East Timor. I think the, this peacekeeping we share is important, but we'll be facing other challenges together, including the challenges. May I say that as I speak to you, my concerns are more than at the back, far from the back of my mind, uh, on the hurricane that is affecting Ireland at the present time. And all our thoughts are going to those people who are battening down and hoping that, they, that it will pass over without total, without devastation. We've had great, but then this reminds us too that we're living in a vulnerable and fragile planet, and we must address the issues of climate change. We must address the issues together of sustainable development. I think that in relation uh, to those of you who are the Friends of Ireland Society, the Canberra Irish Language Association, the Canberra GAA, may I say then that because you, are, you use the Irish language on so many occasions, I just want to say therefore to whether it isn't only celebrating St Patrick's Day, but really, whenever people come from Ireland and remind us of their Irish origins, as indeed the ministers have and others have and so on, it is always such a great pleasure. Nehi Darafuk, as we say in Irish, very positive aspects of our relationship. As I might say then in conclusion, yet again, what a great, great privilege it is to be here in the house of the ambassador, the representative of Ireland, and to be able to meet so many of you as Sabine and I look forward to it, and to wish you every blessing and health in your own lives, for you and yours into the future. Thank you.